Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. Uh, you guys. Broadway Radio. If you didn't listen to us talk about the mass dancer last week, <laughs> I mean, what were you doing? Not living your best life, that's what. That's what, yeah, I mean, we're going to count down, you know, the days since the Tony nominations, and then we're also going to count down the days until Mass Singer, I guess. That's what yeah. our next thing is. <laughs> I guess we're at like 15. It's Well, if you're hearing this on Wednesday, it's two weeks from today. So I am uh, wow. very excited, very excited. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm going to do for like two consecutive Wednesdays without something masked <laughs> on TV, but... I'll, I'll I'll find a way to uh, fill the the gap by over theorizing and stumbling down Reddit and Discord threads about Wandavision or something. Oh my gosh! Oh, are you caught up? Yeah, you watch it the yes. night that it's yes. released, right? Are you kidding me? It's the first thing I do in the morning. <laughs> I've been tempted to like stay up till three a.m. when it gets released, but like, yeah, I have to work, so I just make sure I don't look at anything on my phone from the time I wake up till the time I watch it, and I watch it before work every Friday. You're a champion. I I watch it Friday for sure, just because I don't want to be behind on Twitter.com. Exactly. Um, but I I just need more Randall Park. I know this is not the pod so for that. It could but be. Guys, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. Randall Park's yeah. been doing this forever, and I need more of him because, honestly, most of the leads are boring to me. So let's get into oh. some news. Oh. Uh- <laughs> All right, fine. I was gonna, I was gonna give you some Randall Park news, but that's fine. Moving on, I'm not gonna do it now. There's news. There's news. Well, the rumors are is that he is going to be the center of an upcoming Marvel Disney Plus show called Agents of Atlas, which will actually feature, based on comics, an entire team made up of Asian American and South Asian heroes. So. You telling me I'm about to book a Disney Plus series and nobody told me? <laughs> yeah, you telling me? I'm sorry. I, I I will let you know when the uh, casting grid goes out so uh, you can have your people call their people. Yeah, I'm just like, all the lines that Kat Dennings has, they could give to Randall Park, and it's kind of pissing me off. Um, but that's that's enough on WandaVision. We'll do a separate Patreon at the end of the season. I'm, I'm already saying it. We're going to talk about okay. it. Um, right, so there you go. So as always, you guys should be on our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash broadwayradio. You should be a patron for sure. It's literally the best way to get all of your news and your Broadway radio goodies. But uh, let's get into some news. Does that sound good to you, Matt? Let's do it. Okay, so Broadway show Schmamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton, the American classic musical, is considering to be the first Broadway show to reopen as a stunt, basically, to revive momentum and interest in Broadway. Because as you know, we've been shut down and we miss it. So they're going to be operating at like 25% capacity. Tickets are expected to be $1,000. and. Yeah. And and generally, guys, just so you know, that's what people normally pay for these tickets. (laughs) So that wasn't shocking to me. Like, unless you have house seats, which are like $225, you're paying $1,000 anyways. Uh, But yeah, so like Broadway is already always full of stunt casting and all those crazy stunts. But Hamilton is going to try to do this July 4th, of course, um, 2021 as a stunt to kind of like push the Broadway industry to open in a, in a healthy, positive way. You know, we've been dormant for like 18 months at that point, uh, which is also interesting just because like 
that kind of changes people's contract structures and like, well, you know, what, what's that going to look like? Um, yeah. But it'll be the first time we've ever done anything like this, especially during the pandemic, uh, pending the approval of Mayor de Blasio and Governor Andrew Cuomo, who is Mulia Yuli in a lot of heat. Um, <laughs> if, if he's still governor by July. If who he's knows still governor, that's why I was like, oh God, who cares what his opinion is? He's going to be locked up anyways. Um, Hamilton also like does not own the Richard Rogers Theater. And um, we're not sure if they're going to put up the $5 million to upgrade their air, air filtration systems. Um, it's There's a lot of like factors that might go into this. All of the actors, stagehands, and crew must be vaccinated and tested for COVID-19 beforehand and on the day of the show. Not like vaccinated the day before and yeah. the day of the show. Um, <laughs> but they, they can't approach the front of the stage, which is like kind of their whole thing. So that's going to change some staging. Um, of course, the tickets, again, will be soups high and will only be on a lottery basis, kind of like how they do their ham for mm. ham. And all the patrons have to pass a COVID-19 test. They also have to sign a waiver that they're not going to sue the show um, if for some reason they contract COVID. Uh, my question, I mean, there's a, there are a hundred questions, right? <laughs> because this is not like a confirmed thing that they'll be able to do. This is just like a, like a rumor proposal. Like how are they all going to be vaccinated by this time? You know, the, the company can't ensure that. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of talk in sports about mm -hmm. um, organizations paying for their players to get vaccinated. This was also the same at the beginning of the pandemic when they were getting covid tests before anybody else mm -hmm. could. And, and a lot of the sports organizations have actually in one of the few things that these big billion dollar businesses do. Right. They've actually said, look, we are not going to have our players jump to the front of the line to get vaccinations until it's their turn. When it's their turn, we'll do mm -hmm. everything we can to make sure that they get it. Once everybody who is in danger um, has it, they'll do it. The difference is Hamilton, also a million or potentially billion dollar industry. Um, <laughs> it's it's not the, the players uh, in the sports are much more heavily uh, contracted and paid than the people in the show as well paid as they are. So I don't know. Like, I would imagine that this has to be just under the assumption that people in New York can start getting vaccines soon enough. Because I know, I mean, I know friends who have yeah. started to get vaccines, you know, for various different reasons, whether it's something to do with their health or their age. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, hopefully by you know, June, where you'd have yeah. to have the two doses before rehearsal start, you know, yeah. that that's something that they can do. I think that's the only way that works, because otherwise it's not like Lynn is going to go out and buy, you know, 150 yeah. vaccines. Yeah, because you, you can't do that. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, but can they? Yeah. I mean, they yeah, could. it's, it's it a little sketchy. Good. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't look good. Um, And it's a one night event. So my question is like, do they bring everybody back after their contracts have oh. now expired because of actors equity? Like we don't under, we don't know what that's going to look like. Do you know so, what I'm saying? Like, so you're saying, okay, I, I didn't realize that. So yeah. what you're saying is that it's just on July 4th. Cause originally we talked about this uh, mm -hmm. last year that they'd actually been thinking about reopening on July 4th. So you're saying this right. would just be a one night only thing. Uh, and then from like, what we're reading, this is a yeah. one night event. Yeah, and possibly this is a, for charity. Yeah, 
Yeah, gotcha. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. in that case, I would imagine you see (laughs) as many of the original cast as possible. That would be my guess. If if it's a one night only thing, and it's like a for charity thing, I would imagine you see as many people who were in the Disney Plus uh, screen thingy majiggy uh, in this as possible. Okay, because I'm just like I'm baffled because a lot of these people are booking other things. Like Leslie is doing yeah. other things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So and then are the people that are in the Broadway company when the shutdown happened? Are they screwed? Like are they? You well, know, their asked contracts back are done. in general. Yeah, their yeah. contracts were null and void after 30 days um, of no shows. So I would imagine a lot of those people have gone on to different things like you said leslie i I mean depending on when this happens is going to be shooting or they might be filming Mm -hmm. season three of snow uh, of snowpiercer right now um but like a lot of people are doing different stuff some of them have i mean i don't know about hamilton specifically but a lot of theater actors have just said screw it i'm i'm done i'm moving Mm -hmm. somewhere else so i don't know i mean i i would not be surprised if a lot of shows try to bring back the cast that closed you know when when broadway shut down but that might not always be possible, but on a contractual level, nobody's <laughs> got a contract on Broadway right now. Scary, scary times. Okay, so before we get into the rest of the news, we're going to take a moment and we're going to talk about our sponsor, Audible. So Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment in the world. They have the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, thousands of popular podcasts, like they are the people that you listen to, much like us. So as an Audible member, you get credit every month. You can uh, redeem any title in their entire premium catalog, whether that's the latest bestseller, the buzziest new release, the hottest celebrity memoir, or that bucket list classic that you've always wanted to get to. And with an Audible subscription, in addition to your monthly credits that you are able to use to purchase audiobooks or whatever, you also get full access to their popular Plus catalog that's filled with thousands of audiobooks, audio dramas, guided fitness and meditation, sleep tracks, which I guess are super popular with folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got like ad-free versions of some of your favorite podcasts and exclusive series as well. Some of my favorite things as I was kind of going through the list and on <laughs> yesterday's show with Ashley, I talked about some of the theatrical stuff on there. But did you know, Grace, right now, the top seller on um, audible.com is Green Lights, written and narrated by one Matthew McConaughey. No, I did not know that. I did not even know this was a thing, uh, but it's a Matthew McConaughey memoir um, that he also narrates. I'm assuming at some point he says, all right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) He is two spots ahead of A Promised Land written and narrated by one Barack Obama. So in the top three on Audible are Matthew McConaughey, and the former president of the United States. Mm. So visit audible.com slash Broadway radio or text Broadway radio to 500 500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Broadway radio or text Broadway radio to 500 500. Visit audible.com slash Broadway radio or text Broadway radio to 500 500. That's so easy. The texting thing is amazing. I love that. Yeah, I I love that that's an option because... (laughs) That's <laughs> just so fast you can remember it. And there you go, guys. Congrats on your Audible. Let's get into some more news. So 
a leading Las Vegas insider. I never thought I'd read a headline like that. <laughs> a leading Las Vegas insider says that Broadway musical Hamilton, we were talking about it earlier. Don't know if you're familiar. You should watch it on Disney+. Plus. They might be coming to the Vegas Strip on a permanent basis. So Hamilton is in talks to do a residency at either Caesars Entertainment or Wynn's Resort. Um, a couple of sources say that it might be Caesars, once at Paris. Um, along with Caesars in Paris, Wynn Resorts is said to be in the running, but we're not sure which one. Um, they've not responded. Nobody has responded about <laughs> <laughs> these inquiries because it's like, I guess this was not supposed to be leaked news, but this is not a new thing for Vegas to do, of course. But what would this mean for the Hamilton tour? What would this mean? You know, like, is this the future of how we can keep this going? Like, what were your thoughts when you heard about this, Matt? I don't think this will have any impact on the tour whatsoever. I would imagine okay. that I would think that Vegas, L.A. and San Francisco could all have their sit down productions. The, obviously, the San Francisco and Los Angeles. I think Los Angeles had just started and San Francisco was mm -hmm. getting ready to start when everything shut down. Um, mm -hmm. And then you could have Vegas, too. Obviously, I think L.A. and Vegas might siphon off a few people from each other. But considering how many tourists pre-pandemic go through Las Vegas to see shows, like I think this would be something that would bring in a ton of people, far more than the producers, far more than Phantom of the Opera, far more than Jersey Boys, far more than Rock of Ages, all those other shows that have played Vegas. Mm -hmm. Like I think this is super, super smart. My sister lives and works in Las Vegas. So oh. um, she, and she has not seen Hamilton before she moved to Las Vegas. She was going to see it here in Orlando before mm. everything shut down. Um, so <laughs> if this happens, I would love for my sister to see it there. But one question for me, Grace, though, is mm -hmm. do they edit it? Because you remember when Phantom right. <laughs> started, like Sierra Bagas opened that one and it was like edited down to 90 minutes, which for me is 90 minutes too long of Phantom. But for <laughs> Hamilton... I don't know that I think I feel like people would be willing to watch the whole thing, given they know it so well from Disney Plus. Well, and also like the way people crave it is the way that they listen to the soundtrack, which is the show. Yeah. Um, so that's why I don't think that it would be edited. But you're right. Like Vegas likes that tight show. And I wasn't trying to be sexual or have an innuendo, but there it is. Um, they, they like it tight. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. So in a recent interview, um, I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Upright Citizens Brigade, but if you're not, um, it is an improv training and performance company that Amy Poehler founded, co-founded with uh, two other guys. Um, their names aren't important, but they are Matt Besser and another guy. Um, the guy so, from Veep. The, 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 the guy from Veep is one of the co-founders. Um, not Tony oh, Hale. Oh, he has facial hair. Uh, Walsh. Matt Walsh. Is that his name? Yes, you're correct. It is Matt Walsh. There you go. So is it yeah, Matt Besser Matt and Matt Walsh? So two know. Matts and an Amy? How is that not the name of it? <laughs> two Matts Anyways, and an Amy? I got to tell you, guys named Matt are amazing. Yes, but Matt Besser, <laughs> Matt Walsh and Amy. Yes. So Amy Poehler founded this Upright Citizens Brigade. It was really popular improv training place. Um, lots of performances. I personally graduated through their entire I thought so. That's system. why I put this in here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about it. Let's do it. Um, so UCB recently, like for less than a year, opened a Hell's Kitchen 42nd Street Theater. And they had to close due to the pandemic. It was it was this huge investment for them. They had always been like on like 23rd Street-ish area. And then there was a, an East Village location. They closed their East Village location. They closed the 23rd Street um, location and then they opened their Hell's Kitchen and then boom, the pandemic happened. So they had to shut their schools down 
and their doors down to all of their theaters, including their California location. And we kind of thought this would be the end. But in June, announcements were made that UCB might be making changes um, due to the closure in New York and LA. And here's what Amy had to say. So she said, we're working to make sure that we listen to the right people so that we can reopen. Um, We've been working with members of a group called Project Rethink, which is made up of performers from UCB as well as other groups to basically be like, if we reopen, what will that look like? Of course, they're they were called out a lot for their lack of diversity um, in their in their training facilities and performers. I don't really understand why they would want to reopen. I know that it's been hard. This was this was her baby, you know. Like people know yeah. Amy Poehler from um, SNL. They know her from like every Parks and Rec. Everything she's ever done has been amazing, right? Um, but UCB was her child, and. Um, I don't know that it's that it's worth opening. You know what I mean? Like I think it's I think it's got to go. I think it's it's done. They had a lot of amazing performers come out of there. Kate McKinnon. Like there's so many people that like have graduated and done great things with their lives as far as like comedy and um, improv. It's just I think it's the time is is over. Well, I I think that there's whether it's UCB or. something else. I think it can be spun into something. I feel like Amy Poehler yeah. is somebody who has enough power in the industry to make changes if she is, is sufficiently motivated to do so. And I don't know mm-hmm. much about, you know, obviously more about UCB being a graduate than I do. But I mean, it feels like this is, has such such success at bringing yeah. really interesting voices into the world of comedy that mm-hmm. I would be sad that if it closed down. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the people who were doing good things at UCB can't do something else, whether it's with the Upright Citizens Brigade name or something mm-hmm. else. So I hope that the that the spirit of UCB, the like the spirit of the 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 comedy and and fostering mm-hmm. new and different voices um, continues, whether it's in this same organization or not. Yeah, I just hope that I just I just wanted to be a new company. You know what I mean? Because the, yeah. the name for a lot of people holds a lot of like they were really gatekeepy with who they would let on their like mm. house team shows. And they were really they would be like, OK, pay us, you know, a thousand dollars for these classes. And then like we'll decide if you're cool enough to hang out with afterwards. And then we might put you on shows like it became so much different from like the original concept that that's mm, why that I sucks. feel like reviving it would be really difficult. Whereas I think if she partnered with people on a new level to provide the same type of like improv training that she so incredibly, you know, put together in a book, um, I I think it would just be better to not have that name attached to it is my point. Um, But yeah, so we'll we'll see. Unrelated. I have been obsessed with a podcast by a former UCB uh, student and performer. Um, mm-hmm. called Dead Eyes. Have you heard of this podcast? No, who is it? Um, uh, the host is a gentleman named Connor Ratliff. Do you know? Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. So he <laughs> none of not one of the toxic people. Then you're saying no. And again, okay. like I, I'm not specifically calling anybody out that I had worked with. Um, I just knew this as being a part of that community. Uh, but no, he's very yeah. okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he has a podcast. Twenty years ago, he had been cast in the HBO docu or the HBO uh, miniseries um, Band of Brothers, and then yeah. and then. Tom Hanks himself, who was one of the producers and directed one of the episodes, he was supposed to direct the episode that Connor was in, 
Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks made him re-audition and then fired him. Um, so Connor is on this quest to figure out what happened, why he was fired, and to talk to people. And it, it, it sounds like this kind of funny, mean-spirited show. It is not. It's one of the most sweet, endearing things that I've ever heard. Talking about the difficulties of working um, as an entertainer in show business. And there's so many like fun, mm-hmm. famous people whose like lives intersect with Connor's or with Tom Hanks. And it's mm-hmm. just it's just such a good show so i i highly recommend the podcast dead eyes um if you uh if you are looking for something else to binge there's like been like 20 episodes over the past two years um i think they come out every two weeks now so Re- yeah, highly PS, highly recommend PS. if you love connor ratliff you guys have to watch his videos on the george lucas talk show which is a show that he used to host at ucb and even if you're not the biggest star wars fan or G- george lucas like you will absolutely fall in love with that show so there yeah. you go matt there you go big commercial for connor there you go <laughs> all uh, right so let's get to the next bit so in some like feel good recommendations hamilton is doing the funko pops oh. uh, little guys i know <laughs> Oh my god! Isn't that so exciting? They're so cute, and they're like such like they're part of like nerd culture, and like I love that you know Broadway nerd culture is uh, back and stronger than ever. Like these things can be pre-ordered right now, and you can get like a mini Hamilton, a Burr, a George Washington, and I love the idea that it's Hamilton's George Washington, and it's not going to look yeah, like yeah, yeah. George Washington. The yeah, person. it's Chris Jackson, and uh, yeah. there's also all three of the Schuyler sisters are in there, and yes. I may or may not have already pre-ordered three sets. So holy crap, not, that is so me. your alley for gifting. I know, yes. but that's such your, your thing for gifting. Yeah, one's for my brother, one's for my mom. Um, and this is another nerd thing you don't know about me since you were talking about the things that may or may not make me appeal to grandmothers. Um, I probably have close to three or four hundred Funko Pops. So um yeah. I think I knew that because I think I've seen you post a photo of them. And I know this uh, for a fact. Guys, this is for the culture and you all need to know this. If a person owns one, they own 10. At least. That's just how it works. Yeah. So I don't own a single one. Oh, uh, well. No, because I think they're really cute, but I want to gift them. We'll fix that. <laughs> we'll fix that. Oh. <laughs> Broadway Radio. Don't forget, of course, you guys can be on our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash broadwayradio and broadwayradio.com to listen to all of our exclusive goodies. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Broadway Radio, at us when we're being annoying or adorable, whatever you want to do. And thank you again for listening to Today on Broadway. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? At BWW Matt. Yeah, so consistent, so concise. Thanks, guys, so much. We will see you tomorrow. Broadway Radio.